Peace and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Share the Podcast on Fatherhood in 20 Today. I am your host, Fleming. And I'm Ms. Vaughn. Okay, so today's conversation, I kind of wanted us to do something a little different. Um, this COVID, I think everybody's going a little, you know, crazy. We always talk, or I always hear, you know, moms talking about, oh, you know, they're staying home, only working their children and doing all of this other stuff. But it's not a lot of conversation on how dads are you know, also picking up the slack and taking care of the kids and taking care of their parents and just doing everything like that. So today I wanted to bring on some dope dads who are doing some dope things. And yeah, so I'd like to introduce Kevin and David and welcome you guys to Father Shit. Um, so Glad to be here. Glad what to be here. What up though? What up though? So if you guys wouldn't mind like giving a brief introduction to yourself. David first. Oh, okay. Cool. David Bruce, born in um Chicago, Illinois on the west side, proudly. Dope dad. I wish somebody tell my kids I was a dope dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause they don't seem to think so. No, um entrepreneur. Always had an entrepreneur um ship type of spirit and way about myself. Tell us um, your business, please. I need you to go ahead and drop that. <laughs> uh, shameless plugs. No, so um, I have a brand. It's a representative brand. It's called Just Reppin'. And so what we do is one of the product lines is product of Chicago. And then we're, we're actually in the process of releasing some new cities. That's why, you know, Fleming, I was telling you, I, I got something coming for you real soon. So yeah, so we're expanding the brand into other markets. Just working out, you know, dotting some, you know, I's and crossing some T's um, before we roll it out, um, probably in the second quarter of 21. I also just started a, uh, well, I didn't just start it. It's been in development for over a year now. I have a beard line called Gents by David Bruce, um, all natural beard line um, that consists of a beard oil, a beard wash, and also a beard conditioner. I released that um, Black Friday. I launched it Black Friday. Like I said, it, it had been in um, production for like over a year, so I felt like I got it right. So yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a workaholic. I'm a Capricorn, which you know. My name is Charles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Walks on the beach. My, my favorite. My favorite color is red. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I like to think I'm a pretty dope dad. Um, I have two girls. Two girls. Um, Twelve. And I have a six-year-old who's about 30 in personality. Addison and Dawson, they my world. <laughs> give anything. You know, I, I wouldn't trade them. I wouldn't trade them for the world. They are. Oh, okay. Kevin? Kevin Davis, born and raised in Detroit, been in Chicago about 11, no, 12 years now. Um, Chicago's definitely home now. Uh, yes, it me. is. Yes, it is. Um, professionally, I lead marketing and branding at a uh, pretty large nonprofit healthcare organization. Um, and outside of that, I'm an entre- entrepreneur as well. So I do marketing, branding, 
uh, for nonprofit higher ed, personal branding clients. Got a podcast called The League of Leaders. Um, like Dave said, I wish my kids thought I was dope. I have a, I have a 20 year old. Um, I have a 18 year old and I have a daughter uh, who will be four in a couple of weeks. So I got two older boys and uh, a young lady. I remarried all of that good stuff. Um, been divorced, all of that stuff kind of in there. I need, definitely need that product of Detroit shirt. When you drop that, I can bring you a lot of people. Definitely. I rap hard. Fleming to tell you that. Um, but other than that, Capricorn as well. So I have Capricorn's case January 9th. It's this weekend. So we're ready to turn up. <laughs> well, happy early birthday. Mine's the 14th. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the Kevin story. Cool. So, mm, so how's it been for y'all? Mental health wise, y'all straight? Challenges, you know, in these in these past COVID months. Well, still COVID going on, you know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know, it's twenty twenty was a it was a rough year. Um, it was a lot. I think it pushed a lot to the top for a lot of people, especially those that are you know the heads of their homes. Um, you know, you already carry that load anyway, just on the daily. Maybe sure everybody's good everybody's taken care of but then you couple in if you're a business owner that added a, a, a thick layer of stress in in 2020 um and then thinking about you know professionally me at work you don't you don't think about healthcare as a business business but when there's a pandemic that means people aren't coming to the doctor and when you come to the doctor is when we get paid so people aren't coming to the doctor we have a revenue issue and so we're bracing, we're bracing mentally for, do we need to start cutting salaries? Do people, you know, we have to look at every possible scenario. And I've never been in that position when an external a force was at play. You know, I've been a part of budget cutbacks now, but when there's something you don't know when it's going to end, that was a lot. And then for me, you know, I, I do suffer from anxiety. And so about April and then in the thick month, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Couldn't go home to see my sons. My sons are in Detroit. Couldn't see my parents. They're in Detroit. My dad's almost 70. So, you know, trying to be mindful. And so there's that stress of not seeing your family and then being stuck in the house family as well. That was a dynamic. Just kind of being in the space of my wife 100% of the time. It was challenging for me for a number of reasons, right? One, you know, um, I do own a business, so my business was affected by that. But also, I was personally affected because I contracted it, right? And I was in the hospital for a week with it, you know, double pneumonia on both my lungs. Honestly, you know, didn't know if or when, you know what I'm saying, I would come home, right? So, you know, I, so I went into the so I got sick. I, I know it like the back of my hand. I got sick March 17th. I went to the doctor. I went to the emergency room March 23rd with complications. I My breathing wasn't good. My feeble couldn't, wouldn't break. You know, um, they admitted me immediately. You know, they, they did. The, um, the CAT scan of my chest immediately sent me upstairs. And I was there for the next week. Oxygen, you know, thank God, no, no ventilator or anything like that. 
So my perspective from the experience, you know what I mean, of being in this pandemic, you know, personally is, is you know, I still struggle with it a lot, a lot. But then also from a business standpoint, it 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 basically shut my business down because again, I was in like, though I was in the hospital for a week after I got out of the hospital, I had to regain a lot. And so I basically was incapacitated for two months where I couldn't conduct business. So, and then it had, you know, it had a toll on my daughters, you know, not being able to be, you know, around their father. And, 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 I, and still to this day, I have anxiety, you know, like I don't go indoors to places, you know what I mean? Restaurants, anything of that nature. I don't, you know, anytime a group is getting too thicker than five or six, I move around, you know? So it, um, um, it is definitely taking its toll. Right. Um, but it was a blessing, like, you know, and, and like Kevin, I learned some about myself and what's important and then what's priority and what's, what should be at the forefront of, you know, what you hold near and dear. And I've always been that way with my daughters anyway, but, the fact that every day you land in a hospital bed and you don't know if you'll ever see your daughters again, like that changed everything for me. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I'm still a workaholic, but I probably don't work as much as I did prior to. Yeah. That the, the whole, the whole working aspect, definitely, uh, you know, the company I work for, you know, we, we serve food to the kids, you know? So once the schools got shut down, it was like, what, okay, now we got to maneuver. And so for me, I, I helped take care of my mom, you know? So when that whole thing hit, it was just like elderly folks above a certain age, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay. And I still got to get out here to work. Like, you know, I was nervous, you know, so it's like I get home and it's like, okay, cool. Take off everything, dirty clothes, <laughs> you know, wash up, uh, make sure, make sure that, that, that I'm as spotless as possibly can be with everything that was going on. Um, and in the midst of that, you know, still dealing with, you know, my issues and things that, that, that were going on, you know, um, Going, finalizing a divorce, you know, saying and like, you know, starting that whole process, you know, um, and really just it was it was definitely challenging. Um, and of course, you know, uh, Kevin and I have taught, you know, numerous of times when it comes to the fact of just teenagers. Right. Because my, my son is 15, you know, and just, you know, that stage that they get into of of not calling or not connecting so in this moment where it's like you know such a focus on connecting with people and it's like okay well where you at like you know you all right like going on okay cool because obviously you know he's spending more time over at his mom's house during during the course of that and it was just you know definitely just it was it was challenging you know it was definitely challenging and you just sit there and you find ways to put your attention on, on, on other things and just keep that ball moving. Because like you said, said earlier today, like, you know, we get so much on our shoulders as, as, as it is already. Um, and trying to just make sure that we, that, that we good. Yeah. I'll, um, that's been definitely been a challenge for me this year. Um, and having boys that are men rather that are 20 and 18 and 18 year old graduated last year and so for him it was perfect for him it was perfect he's like i don't care i just ready to get out of school 
So, you know, he had done some summer school online. So to him, it was like, bet, I ain't got to see these people. I'm cool. Now, if I had been my older son, it would have been a whole dramatic meltdown. But, you know, when you have a, a kid that's graduating high school and, you, you know, you're trying to make sure you set them on this path. And for me, that's communication. Mm-hmm. And so, but to him, he's 18. He's like, I'm done. Right. And my 20-year-old, you know, he's just kind of off on his own trying to figure some stuff out. Right. You have all of that going on. And, and you know, like I said, my dad's almost 70. And so I make time to talk to my dad all the time. The pandemic makes you realize how precious it is. You know, it's one right. of the things when you're younger, old people, you know, they used to say, you know, I woke up, that was a blessing. You'd be like, that. that was basic. That's a low bar. But then 2020 but, came. Yeah. And then you realize how then, much of a blessing waking up look, is like... Every morning, yeah, I wake up and I'm like, I'm here. So what I'm gonna do with my day? And so trying to get your kids to understand the, like, the preciousness of each day mm-hmm. when they're 18 and 20 is hard because you're like, I'm valuing every day living to its yeah. fullest. And there's like, I'll talk to you when I talk to you, <laughs> and I can't just go to Detroit like I used to, it's right? Because I'm trying not to commingle households and all of that. It's it's rough. It, it is it is rough. I've never not seen my kids this long. And I've never not I've never had a kid consistently like my daughter without breaks. <laughs> no auntie a week. So it's been it's been all over the place. So each of you said that during this whole pandemic that you guys learned something about yourselves. So what did you learn about yourself like during it? during this time and then how is it and then also another question how is it that because you guys have various ages of children how are you connecting with them and how is that you know because usually it was easier to connect because you can go outside you can go to the movies you can go do some stuff now you have to actually be creative and you're in the house so it's just like you know we spent all day in the house and now it's like I got to entertain you again. Like, here we go again. So it's just, how, (laughs) how is that going? Um, How's the whole juggling match going? (laughs) I'll jump in there first. It, for me, what I learned about myself as a father, right? That I was a great provider. I've always been a great provider, but I was never a great, you know, entertainer of them. Right. Because, you know, my mindset is always work, 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 work. You know what I mean? And to provide, you know? So what I learned was, like, I didn't know my kids as well as I thought I did, right? You know what I mean? And, and as have, a man... And, and, you know, you have girls, so you... Yeah. It's a very... It's very different because, yeah. yes, you have to be a provider, but then dad has to also give that... <laughs> Is is I want I don't want to say nurturing side, but he has to turn on because as a girl, as a girl who has a dad, it's like you need your dad to show you like kind of what that other like. Yeah, you can provide and make all the money, but yeah, how do we communicate? Like exactly, like you know, yeah. and you know, it let me know that I was though I was present, right? In you know, physical. I wasn't present. Present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a difference. Yeah, a, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I learned my, about myself when it came to my relationships with my daughters. Which, so 
you know, as as I got better, you know, health wise after you know fighting it, you know, we started doing the daddy daughter lunches, right? You know, um, and we'll go, we'll go get something to eat. Well, ninety percent of the time it was Chick Fil A. <laughs> this you know, but you know, we'll go, we'll sit, you know, out. You know, they'll sit in the back of my truck. You know, I'll let the, the the gate up of the back of my truck. They'll sit, they'll eat, we'll talk, laugh, they'll make videos. And, we, you know, we just sitting in the parking lot, you know, of Chick-fil-A or wherever, you know, we went and grabbed something to eat um, from. Because, again, I just had this thing was like I wasn't going indoors. It just wasn't happening. And so, you know, that those little moments and those little things I learned, I, not only did I learn so much about them, but I learned so much about myself and my relationship with them. And it, and it changed it drastically, you know what I mean? So now, you know, they're with me, you know, way more often, you know what I mean, than they were with me when, you know, probably like, yeah, like I said, I was present, but I wasn't present. And so... Yeah, but now I I think they're at the point now where they're getting tired of me. Like, like, like yo, dude, like, I don't want to spend this much time with you. Like, take me back to my mother. <laughs> and the, um, yeah, that that is, you know, it, it, the interesting aspect of that is, you know, similar to with the kiddo. Like, it's been, there's been these growth spurts, right? So now it's like, now he comes around, like, he can let his hair grow out. Uh, twist and I keep asking, I'm like, so what are we doing here? I don't know, Dad. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna lock it yet. Okay. And the crazy thing is that, like, you know, he's he's what in sophomore year of of high school, and when I sat, when I looked at him sitting on the couch, I did a photo of me at 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 that same. I think it was my sophomore year. I think it was my sophomore year. No, my sophomore, no junior year. Literally, twist all over the place and stuff and I'm looking and I'm like Lord have mercy like my child looks so much like me and he act like me and that's the and that's the reality right like like it start like it starts to become a thing of like okay there is this personality that's that's developing and I'm just looking at it and I'm like this is so me okay now I have to accept mm-hmm. this <laughs> this is mm-hmm. very, very much how do you discipline the you out of you I you know like like how do you do that right you know and that that becomes <laughs> That becomes a challenge because you know he'll say some things and I look and I'll be like, hey, 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 I'm still dad, which means I'm still busting your lip, and we'll just keep it moving. Not that I condone violence on children, but I it builds character. It, it really does. I, <laughs> I am the disciplinarian, period. You know uh, of it, so that's just what what it is. You know, um, but getting to to you know again, you know having those having those gaps where it's like okay. It was this here. Now we come around and still trying to, at the same time, instill in him, you know, the things that as a dad that I should be instilling in, in into my son at this point. Right. Um, and making sure that that he's good, because before I know it, it'll be senior year. We'll be preparing for for college and, you know, 18 and out the door. And while it is that, you know, uh while you still have a bit of a hand, you know, you don't have as much of a grip um, because they're going to, of course, obviously take that time to go and find themselves and probably still at the same time won't come back and ask you questions. So there lies that, that challenge. This year, well, I keep saying this year, last year, um, what I learned about myself was just to be intentional with my time. Um, 
with everything. And, you know, part of it too, with Dawson to Eric, you know, I realized that my, I'm dope and my time is, is valuable. And so I kind of cut back on some, some commitments that I had with other people. I, I realized I was giving too many people too much access to me. Um, and that's just my nature. You call me, you need something, I got you. But then you got to realize that you get burnt out that way. And then... Can you, can you, I'm sorry, Kevin. Can you say that part again? Like, that last part? Just say that one more time. Which part? That, in the back. Oh, um, just saying my... Access. Too many people have, access to me. Yeah. And I, I had to pull that back. Um, and, you know, for me, it was a little bit easier because I had a different why. And the why was spending time with family. And so it's like, if you're going to disrupt my time with my daughter... You know, she get my time as soon as I leave this little office. She's she's waiting. My wife's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. My wife's like, I'll holler at you later. She's like, I'll holler at you later. But when I walk out that room, if she waits, because sometimes she will will come in here right right in and and look, Dad, I don't care what you got going on. Like, right. That's a girl for you. Right. 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 So, so interrupt that. It's got to be important, and it's gonna cost you. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be worth my time. Now, you know, beyond just the, the monetary piece of it. And, you know, I, I also started to realize how much time we have in the evening when you get off work, once you kind of cut out some of the bullshit, you know, uh, you know, as soon as you get off, check social media, doing some stuff running around. And it's like when you get off and you're like, all right, let me just chill with the family. You realize you cut out a whole bunch of stuff and it's just you and your family. And you look up, it's only 630 or it's only seven. You're like, man, I still got about five hours before I need to go to sleep. And then you say, all right, I'm gonna go bang this out for two hours, go read. So it was my time, my time management um, got a little bit better. And like I said, I had to cut off some things just, you know, to keep my, my value high and, and scarce. Um, but, you know, in terms of like the kid, you know, my daughter, um, I had to find a way to work her into <clears throat> my day. And so two to three times a day when it was warmer, we would stop and go walk around the block for 10 minutes because she needs to get out the house and she can't, she sees these kids, but she can't play with them. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't understand that. Mm -hmm. But seeing that development from March until now, she tells you the coronavirus makes people sick. She can run it. So now she gets it. And so I had to figure out how to incorporate her into my day, you know, in between meetings, she can come in here and sit and all that, but just watching her grow just in a short period of time you know, it made me think like, man, she's like learning and growing and doing all this stuff every day. So it kind of challenged me, like, what am I doing with my time? Like she's learning like life in, you know, a year or two and all of that. What can I learn? What can I be doing with my time? And so it just kind of changed me. And, you know, I definitely value, it's not that I didn't value, but I value more of my time with the family. And um, it makes you realize how much you don't connect with your significant other when you're home all the time. Because then it's like, we just here. But it's like, we should do something. Like, what do we do? I don't know. I don't you, know. You're you're used to, you, you know, to be keeping it real, you used to fitting each other in, in mm-hmm. between work, commute time, conference call, kids, and y'all just get in where y'all can. And then when that time is there, you're like, so... Let's go to Target <laughs> because you can't do it much. Let's go walk around Target or let's go to Costco. And that's like your bonding or let's walk around the block. Like it was, it made you like, like, damn, what have we been doing? Like on a regular instead of trips and, you know, or whatever. So it was a lot of recalibration. 
we've been letting life happen and i think that uh, to to your point i think that's what this time has shown us if if nothing else is one how important quality time is right because you can't get it back it, the, the minute the minute the minute the day is gone it's gone um birthdays once they happen, that's it. They're they're done. You know, my son. You know, it, it was it was definitely like kind of one of those things. Like you know, he turned fifteen in the midst of midst of COVID. So what do we do? And I was like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know, Dad. I was like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. You know, but it, it kind of. It kind of lets you know that it was okay to, to be, again, to be creative and find, you know, and take joy in just the simplest things. You know I mean? We took joy in just simply playing Monopoly. You know, we hadn't played Monopoly in God knows how long. You know, there's only but so much times you can do video games. Although kids would prove us wrong on that in any given day because Lord knows I think they spend. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well over, well over 24 to, to 48 hours on, on that thing. So is what what it is but like you know like we did a m m uh a trip up to a day trip up to philly you know just to go walk around and catch the sights wanted to run the rocky steps so we did that you know last time when i and i lived in philly for two years when you know when i was there the rocky statue was in was in pittsburgh for some reason i don't know why but that's that's where it was um so it was like, you know, so it was like, finally, I was like, oh, oh, snap, like, okay, here's this, here's this, this monument that I've seen in all the Rocky movies and stuff, because I'm a Rocky fan, you know, so it's like, wow, I get to take a snapshot in front of this, like, okay, cool, come on, let's, let's make this happen, but, you know, it's a classic moment, so looking back at it, you know, we'll be able to be like, hey, remember that time, you know, we went and saw the Rocky statue in, in the midst of COVID, and, you know, all these people that still don't know how to practice social distancing, but that's a whole other subject. <laughs> I will say this. So now pretty much all of us have entrepreneurial things going on, right? As a as a dad, how are you taking time or or is or is there a plan at any point in time to teach your offsprings, you know, your business? Yes. Okay, I'm seeing. I'm yes. seeing okay, I got a yes. I got a yes, David. We got a yes, and we got a no. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So, so David, we'll let, yeah. let you go ahead and take that. Um. So the so what part of the whole change and what I learned about myself was I started taking my daughters to my production warehouse, right? And you know. And they both have their own, you know, different styles, and you know, and you know, they and they know they they father make clothes and stuff like that. And so, you know, they started designing their own T-shirts, and you know, what I mean? so it's not even so much that I'm forcing it on them; it it piqued their interest. So, yeah, you know, because it's it's a part of my legacy, uh, whatever I can leave to them. Um, and then, you know, that that goes into them seeing, you know, what a man should be um, as far as, you know, um, hardworking, dedicated, committed to something, seeing something through, right? So when they're looking for, you know, uh, a husband, you know, 20 years from now, you know, they know what to look for because they what they've seen and what they experienced with their father. But yeah, so th- they both definitely have an interest in, you know, doing some, you know, different stuff 
but their age gaps, they, they can't come to the state. They're not on the same page, like, you know, <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're, we're definitely, I'm definitely working on something with them, though, for possibly fall release. Okay, cool, cool. I look forward to seeing that. My boys have zero interest. <laughs> well, they do. I'll, I'll put this with They have an interest in marketing and branding, but they don't want to listen. Hmm. Um, they, they both are into music production. And I'm like, fam, the whole thing is marketing and branding right. yourself. And I'm like, I'm not that old. It's my birthday Saturday. I'll be 42. I'm not that old. And this is what I do. But to them, they rather learn it the hard way. So I'm like, do you? But you got all free advice and experience and network over here that's willing to help, specifically in music. Um, they, they like to find things out on their own. So uh, I stopped volunteering. Mm-hmm. To offer it's on them. We let them figure it out. I get it. You, you know, you figure you got it. You young. Y'all know more than me. And I'm like, I make more money off my Instagram with, you know, a few thousand followers. Y'all got like 40 and make nothing. But I don't know nothing. Um, my daughter also thinks it's, <laughs> my daughter, she thinks I'm in, I'm, I do all day and sit in meetings. And so she likes coming in here and talking to people. So I let her get a little time and she can sit at the desk and she says she has a meeting and she's talking to all of her followers and these little little poppy singers, whoever, they're on her YouTube and subscribe. So I think she'll be the one that might be interested because it ties into her little personality. But um, no, nah, my boys, they, they off on their own. They, they hold men at this point. Um, but I'm here mm-hmm. if they willing to, you know, want to listen to get some game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same on this end with 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 the kiddo. He has so much talent. I mean, the boy draws, and we talk about things. I know at one point he wanted to do car design, and unfortunately, you know, with everything going on, this this summer actually would have been the opportunity for well, not this this upcoming summer would be his first opportunity having to have a chance to go to one of the car design schools in Detroit. Yes. Right. And I was looking forward to that, like, you know, and going to have to wait because he couldn't like we went. What year was that? What year was that? We had had Conclave in Detroit. 2017. Yeah. So we went, uh, what, that 2018, we went that the January for the for the car show and got so much information because I mean, we say going to the car show in D.C., but definitely got way more information going going to Detroit, obviously. But. You know, and he was he hadn't even hit high school yet, you know, so it was definitely like, you know, looking forward to that and, and having him have that experience and come to find out I've got a, a cousin of mine that is um, on my father's side, a family that lives in Detroit, you know, so she was like, well, just bring him here. You got a place to stay, you know, so I had all of that, all that soaked up. Um, but I don't, you know, he's much probably like like your boys, you know, he he he, he knows it all. And absolutely nothing. Right. And so I'm just here, you know, I'm here telling them all the time, like, look, when you're ready, I'm here. Let me know what you want to do, you know, because I'm always supportive because obviously at the end of the day, as parents, you know, especially as father, you know, we just want to see them successful and succeed at something. Chris, did you know that I that I was going to go to uh, Center for Creative Studies and for for uh, transportation design when I was young? Really? I wanted to do car, you know, car design. I've always been creative. But yeah, I was like, that's too much math and engineering. So right, right. Mm. No, it is. Yeah, my yeah. vocation. Look, that, that would have turned me off because Lord knows I, I I I was decent in math, but I could not stand it whatsoever. 
Mm-hmm. I got I got to see in that class. I was happy with it. <laughs> happy with it. So he's bringing degrees. Hey, look, I got a D in one. I got a D in one class, and you know, a teacher was like, "You okay with a D? It's passing, right?" <laughs> it was like, "Well, yeah. okay." So right. this is this is that's a good leeway. So how do you guys handle that? Because handle which part? Like your kids as students. So when they bring in, because, you know, you're quick to say, oh, I need straight A's. I need y'all to bring in these A's. But then, you know, you remember the student you used to be, and you were just like, yes, yeah, C's bring degrees. This D, I pass. Like, it's, so how is it that, because, of course, you want better for your child, but at the end, and then especially, you know, these kids are smart, you know, like, you wasn't no straight A student, Dad. Like I know you was. Like nothing about you. you know, so why are you trying to why are you trying to put this off on me? So how is it that you how do you try to you know maneuver that? Because that's a that's a that's a tightrope. Because it's like it's almost like do as I say, not as I do. But then it's just like that takes your credibility out. Like you know now all of a sudden. Don't I mean, of course you acted there, but you know, like, it's my kids. My kids wasn't gonna try that with me because I had excellent grades, so they they, they couldn't do that. Um, so it was like, miss me, it ain't no, no. But um, but you know, the part of it is, you know, I I think being the youngest of three, having a sister who was smart as the oldest, and a sister who was just like whatever in the middle. I know that there is variation and I caught the end of it because I had two sisters. They were like, how you turn it out? Cause we got both ends. And so I get that, that you got to, you know, kids learn differently, especially older. I get, I know kids have different styles of learning and I understand that you got to find out their motivations and figure out what are their barriers that might be preventing them from getting good grades. But on the flip side of that, having worked in uh, higher education for a number of years, it, it, I feel like it hit the switch for me to go the other way with it because I'm looking at the, the black and brown kids coming to school who have the ability and the privilege to go to college and are not prepared. And to see kids who don't want, it's different to, to, to want to do good and fall short than to not try. And so areas where I failed were the areas where I didn't try. I mean, as you knew, where I, I worked hard, but I just couldn't get it in class every day. And I'm like, I got a D. How? And my dad wasn't upset with that. And so to talk to my kids, I'm like, look, man, y'all have no idea what the world is like out there and how you have to prepare yourself for for that. You're young, you're a black man, you don't have any skills yet, but you don't want to work and you don't want to go to school. So you want to work, but you don't have, just, you got to have something. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you had that conversation where you try not to be so so strong with it, you know, where you, you have resentment, but it's like, it's the reality of, it's hard. You need more than your who, personality. Yeah. And, you know, and that's part of the, you know, conversation I've had with my boys and, uh, you know, just around like, yeah, y'all got all these followers and all this stuff on Instagram, but, you know, where is that getting you? What is it doing for you? And, you know, your education, you know, even if you don't go to college, that's fine. You got to make the best of what you, you know, what was before you, you need to learn something somewhere. It doesn't have to be a college, but it, at times it's hard. Um, and I think my son's kind of had a little bit of resentment because, you know, uh, my dad was pretty smart. I was pretty smart. 
my ex-wife, her mom's got her PhD, her dad's a principal, her her grandma's a nurse. Oh, so they wasn't hearing so, none of that. So, so it, yeah, it was like, no, like you, so none you know what I, so I get the natural resentment of that, like, uh, because my kids are smart, but they don't want to do what they need to do. They got through high school, they graduated on time and all that. I'm like, that's, I'm, that's, I'm good. I'm not going to push too hard because everybody has their own path. It's a different day. Back from when we all went to school, it was like, you, you going or you don't. And if you didn't you go, people was looking at you like, school. people was looking at you like, oh, you ain't going to school? Mm-hmm. You going to community college? What's wrong with you? Like now you can do whatever you want. Nobody care. But so yeah, it's it's a delicate dance. You know, I, I I don't I never want wanted or want to push so hard where it forms uh, a layer of resentment. You'll know how I feel, but I'm gonna back up. You can do what you want to do with that information. I'm not gonna beat you over here with it because you're a whole man now. So my daughter's ain't got no choice. My wife's smart as fuck. It's is she catching it from now? So it's a different path. We got more time on our hands. So, <laughs> so Dave, how are you? Um, we went to school together, so I know what your grades was like. So oh, well, how well, you? Uh, now. <laughs> like, <laughs> we went to school together. So, oh, oh, the shade. <laughs> um, actually. My daughters are very, very intelligent, very smart, very smarter than I ever was. Uh, <laughs> um, my oldest daughter, 12 years old, um, seventh grade, and man, like, you know, she cried the first time she got a B, you know? Shit, when I used to get Bs, I was ecstatic, you know? So, <laughs> like a B. Um, but yeah, so like she pushes herself. She she's she's harder on herself than I could ever be, right? Um, so you know she and then she challenges herself. So she take classes that you know because um, she go to school in the suburb, uh, and she you know and they get to pick their own schedule and like you know they didn't do that type of thing when I was in elementary school like look you go to this class and that's what you get but like she, right. she challenges herself and picks like these you know these these classes I'm like why would you pick the you know take that well that's gonna set me up for you know when I go to such and such high school and you know I'm like oh yeah I wasn't thinking got a whole that. plan <laughs> right <laughs> we're like oh, okay <laughs> thanks um but you know but her mother you know her mother is very smart and intelligent and you know um so, you know, they, they, you know, they naturally get it from their mother. Like I, I, I take no credit, you know, like my baby girl, uh, she's in the first grade and the first quarter of um, school this year, she got all A's and she told everybody that will listen, you know, got all A's on my report card, got all A's on my report card. And so, She's taking that, you know, and I think she's following her sister, you know, Lee, you know, because she see that her sister uh, is very studious and very, you know, like to sit around like, you know, I got to tell your daughter that, you know, she likes to read books all day, you know, um, she, like if it were, if a book wasn't assigned to me in high school, I wouldn't just consider it a book. <laughs> like, like, it had to be part of the, the curriculum. Like, and even then, uh, was re- even then was reading it the night before. I mean, right. like, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So, but no, so, and, and, and I definitely, you know, I, w- I was an average, you know, I, I, well, I, ain't gonna say, I was a little bit above average. Um, I was a, I can be that. 
Yeah, you know, um, I was a solid, you know, B minus student. Uh, a strong C, a strong yeah, C. A, a very, very strong C. <laughs> but so, yeah, I don't, um, you know, and so I just encourage them. Um, I try not to, um, like I said, my older daughter put so much pressure on herself. It's no amount of pressure I can apply from an academic standpoint that she's she hasn't already applied, you know. She called me crying because she got to be. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, and I couldn't be like, what? You know, <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> but, you know, to somebody who's been used to getting A's since, you know, kindergarten, first grade, like, right. you know, you get a B, that, that's the shock. That was devastating. That's devastating. Like, I had, to, I had to talk her down. I'm like, yo, you know, it'll be okay. You know, you're like, you know, it's just the first quarter, you know, we, we can figure it out, you know, or whatever. And like, you know, and when she goes to a school, they don't allow extra credit. So she was trying to do extra credit to get the B from from a B to an A. I'm like, you're doing too much. This is the seventh grade. Like, um, but yeah, man, it's it's like, yeah, I, I, I can't put too much pressure on. You know what I mean? Like, I support them, uh, make sure they have everything they need um, academically. But um, as far as, you know, saying, oh, you have to bring home all A's, you got to, you know, she applies that pressure to herself. Right. I'll say um, when you just mentioned that, you know, you were saying that she she puts pressure on herself. I would say, you know, my boys graduate from high school in the past few years and all of that, I think one of the hardest things for parents right now was two things. One is managing this perfection syndrome that these kids are facing, um, you know, not just with grades, but just with uh, appearance, with fashion, um, social status, all of that, and just keeping them grounded. Uh, because they feel like if, you know, like my boys, they're like, oh, someone's got all these followers. And I'm like, for what? It's, it's not doing anything. Right. So reminding them, like, well, that's not real life. I'm like, you don't even know these people in real life. Like, it's, what is a follower? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. It's it was hard, and like so, like I said, my boys there in, in music production, and so before I moved to Chicago, I did um, I did event photography. So I worked with you name it, all types of uh, entertainers when they came to town, all of that. I was pretty pretty much in there, and so you know, talking to them, they like, oh, um, you know, why do I have to go to school? This is that so and so so and so. I was like, actually, I went to college with that person. I shot that person's graduation party. That person went to Wayne State. That person went to Michigan State. And they like shocked and they like, well, why don't I was like, why would they talk about it? Because y'all gonna clown them if, you, if they got education. So y'all seeing the highlights of people's lives, thinking that that's the standard. Everybody's showing you just their highlight reel. Right. And so it took a while, you know, some of that to 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 get through to my kids. Like, man, y'all chasing the stuff that don't matter in real life. It's not making you money. It's not gonna get you a job and you're holding yourself to the standard that um, you can't you, you can't match because it's not real. And that's the same thing that applies to us as adults. We see everybody posting their little pictures with their fashion name brands in the picture. You know, you get that coffee, but they got the steering wheel logo in the back and these trips and flights, not feelings, all of that. Like everybody's chasing this, this perception of perfection and reality. It's like, that's not the case. And I would say that's probably the hardest piece having kids um, you know, in the past, you know, having teenagers in the past five to 10 years um, has been hard to manage. And then 
teaching them about their online persona and how it can impact them into getting into college, to graduating from school, to getting jobs, all the epics they feel like that's separate. I'm like, it's a whole package. Right. And they feel like I'm just old because I'm telling no, them like, it you know, is. it ain't like when people lie to us growing right. up to us on your permanent record, which like, you know, my wife joke about all the time. Like, where is this permanent record? Is this a book? <laughs> but like, no, there is a whole permanent record. And they out here being wild. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fam, you can't do that. Like, it, people just do not understand how the cloud, it's a serious thing. Like, so everything that you put out there, like, that's forever. Forever yeah. and ever. It could be something you did, like, one night 15 years ago, and that can literally come and haunt you. Like, and yeah. I always say, like, thank God the internet was not what it is now when, because, my goodness. Man, just look at all these kids that get they get summer jammed. All these kids getting summer jammed when they, you know, they get these scholarships and go to these schools mm. or they get this job. And somebody's like somebody, some kid in high school just summer jammed a chick um, from something she did three, four years ago. He waited. They are in high school. He waited until she got an acceptance letter to the school she wanted to go to. He was like, actually. Here's this video of her being racist. So, wow. He waited. I mean, kudos to him for that because she deserved it. But, you know, <laughs> you know that's impatience. Like, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's better, but that's years. impatience. Right. That is patience. But you never know who's out and get you. Right. Some, something you did when you was little, and it might have fit your age range, but like, mm-hmm. They can just pull it up. No, it ain't like us. You have to be like, well, I heard Fleming said, and it's like, oh, that was 15 years ago. You got to find like, that video. And you know, by that shot. time, that video is all corrupted now. So, yeah, you ain't got it. Right. They pull up screenshot off the Google Drive or Dropbox now. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> right. Right. Nope. Dave did this. He was footworking on top of that car, then at the right. roof. Got a faded Polaroid. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't going to work. No, you ain't lying. Ain't nobody yeah. got that. <laughs> I think um, with with the kiddo and the whole school aspect, I, I've been very, you know, very upfront about my experiences school wise and I didn't hold anything back. And I told him point blank, you know, and it was more so like like you said, Kev, like, you know, I stated it to, to from a relatable standpoint because I recognize the fact like, you know, had I... Had we have had the standards that they have now, I probably would have been one of those kids that would have got tagged with ADHD, you know, yeah, long time ago, you know. Yep. Um, it, so I wanted to let him know that it was that that it wasn't necessarily an issue with with him that he just thought different, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, as far as like the the grades, the grades and stuff, would I love for him to be an AB student? Absolutely, I would, because I think that's just you just. It just comes with being a parent, right? You want to see them, see them excel and be at the height, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm also realistic, and I say, hey, you know, get your good, you know, get your grades, C's, B's. It's the furthest we going, you know. Every now and again, we'll get, we'll get, get in. It's not even a D no more. What is it? It's a, it's a E, I think, or something like like that. So yeah, so it's like totally different, you know. Well, no, I'm sorry. There's no more F's. That's what it was. There's no more F's. It's actually like an E or something like like that that pops up, and I'm like, what the hell is an E? But you know, right? So yeah, you know, that since, since it, right. uh, grade school. Right. You'd right. be like, I gotta look this up. What is exactly? This? Like, I mean, I mean, thankfully, it comes with a chart on. On a report card, so I'm like, okay, let me refresh because you know I really don't re- don't commit that to memory. Um, 
but you know, I mean, it's it's a it's hard to it's hard for me to sit there and say, hey, do it this way. You know, when I know that that way didn't work for me, you know, um, I didn't I didn't graduate from high school. I actually got my GED, you know, and I literally rolled out, rolled out the first day day of school, um, had a conversation with the assistant principal the whole nine. <laughs> you know, she gave me the full the full on specs because I cut too much class, you know, and she was mm-hmm. like, I mean, you're going to have to do this, 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 this and this in order to get your in order to get your to get your diploma. Can you do that? Sure. Not a problem. Lie to that lady dead in her face. Left school that same day, jumped on the bus, went all the way to Berkeley, past past Cal State Berkeley, um, went to Berkeley Adult. I was 17, lied about my age, told him I was 18, filled out the paperwork, you know, and started take, taking the classes. By the time everything was said and done, I was done with my GED by December. Next time I pulled up to the school, I had my license. I had a load, I had a job and whatnot, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm driving, so everybody looking at me like, what "The hell, like where the where the fuck have you been? Like, how where did all this come from? Don't worry about that." What you had to do, right? You know, I did what I had to do, and then I actually ended up seeing seeing the assistant principal, Mrs. Washington. I never forget. And she just looked at me. She's like. Mr. Fleming, I was like, hey, Ms. Washington gave her a hug and just told her to thank you. And she's like, you good? I said, I'm good. You know, I start I started the Academy of Arts in, in the fall. Um, I didn't stop, you know, mm-hmm. it, it didn't stop. You just found a better a way that is really more so highlighted now. Right. Because they tell you, like, it's OK to go ahead and do community college. You know, no sense in wasting wasting all this money on a. On Absolutely. A- you know, do you do your two years community college and then segue your last two into a four year yep. the price and, and done, you know. So I told my son, I was like, look, if that's the route you want to go, I'm all for it, you know, support you 100 um, percent. But either way it goes, you know, I think to, to your point, Kevin, I think it's just a factor of, um, you know, just just being supportive of them, you know, in the choices. And that's hard. And it is. And it's, it is. it's hard, man. Um, that's where all this gray hair came from. I had a little salt and pepper, <laughs> but that's where a lot of it came from. Right. Um, when my oldest, when he was going, he's graduating, it was a rough year for me because I'm like, all right, this is my first child, my oldest. Have I done all I needed to to, to send him off into the world? And, you know, it wasn't until the Monday of graduation that we knew for sure he was going to graduate on time. He's one of them, I'm going to wait until somebody tell me. And I'm a planner and mm-hmm. yeah. all that. So it so that, like, that drives you absolutely insane as a planner. So, um, just take me out now. So we 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 dealing with that, and then you know I'm talking. I said I get it. You know if you don't want to go to college, that's fine. But which I wasn't fine with. That's just me. That's you know um, at that time. And then you know over time you just kind of learn. All right, that's not the end all be all for everybody. But for me, it was just looking at you know I want you to have more because you have more opportunities in front of you, and you just don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are smart and you do have people that support you, do whatever to send you. But to you want to go to this other path that doesn't have a path. It's just I'm going left, and it's like and then what? You're like I don't know. I figured out when I get there, and that's 
Oh, no. It's it's hard. So I've learned to, I had to learn how to, um, you know, just to realize that we just have two different paths. And, you know, my path wasn't necessarily the best path, you know, kind of like Chris, I had to drop out of college and then go back until my 30s to finish up. I got married and got lost a job, got divorced, had two kids, couldn't get a job. It was just a whole spiral. And so I get that. So for me, it's like, you don't have any of those barriers. You can just coast through. But if that's not your plan, then none of that matter. But it, it took me some unlearning, um, you know, because my generation, I think we're all right around the same age or so. It was you graduating high school, you either, you know, you went to college, uh, or you went to the service and everybody else you ain't really think about. Like that's, that's just how it was presented. Right. And it was like, it fell in this bucket and it was like, whatever, outside of mine. And so you have your kid and you're just like, you know, I want you to go, you can do whatever you want to do. You're smart. And then they're like, ah, to me, it's like flow. And you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and then by the time my other son came, he's, they're different, they're very different. And so my other son, he's more disciplined with music production. He's already making connections, working with different producers and doing all of that. So for him to say, I don't want to go. I'm like, all right, because you have a plan. But even with you and this music, y'all should still go learn the business of music. Mm-hmm. You can learn how to keep your money and make money instead of it's not just making beats and producing stuff for people. Right. So it, it was hard, man. That's where all this, this white hair came from. <laughs> look, look it's, it's, if I had hair, it would have been <laughs> gone. Right. Don't blame them babies. That was all y'all. Don't blame them babies for that. It was rough. Babies for that. That is that's no. all y'all. <laughs> Nah. Genetics, blame my mom, family. Sorry, I was doomed either way. <laughs> After all this is over, what is it that, you know, when the world opens back up, what is it that you want to, you know, when we're able to do things that we used to do, what is it that you want your kids to take from this time that you guys have been building? You know, even if it hasn't been... You know, okay, yeah, I'm sick of you now. But I can honestly say, like, some of my best times with my parents were when we didn't have anything. Like, I think it was one time, like, the lights went out. And we had, like, candles and stuff everywhere. And we were, like, trying to tell ghost stories. But mind you, I'm a chicken. So you sitting up here telling ghost stories. I'm freaking out. So they going to the bathroom. I'm going right with them. They going to the kitchen. I'm going right, like, no, don't leave me. (laughs) No, but that was one of the best times. It's like, you know, I'm like, okay, y'all, let's do it again. like, but you scared. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm gonna just walk with y'all. So what is it that that you hope that after the world opens back up that that you guys you're gonna make a point to no, we're gonna keep doing such and such this. Like everything that we do on lockdown, like that's just not realistic. But it's just certain stuff we like, okay, this right here, this a part of this a part of our plan now. My bar is low. <laughs> My bar is low. I just want them to, to appreciate family. Yeah. Just spend time, make time. Um, through all of this, I've seen my dad once, and I was at my son's graduation party in, in June. I make time every week to call him, put my daughter on the phone, and I just want my like my older boys to keep that energy. Just find time for family because they're not always going to be there. And if my daughter continue thinking we the heroes that we are in this time, just improve, just just enjoy it just sit around and i'll always make time you know that's my my thing i'll make if you bug me and all right let's let me stop i can come back to this 
Let's spend this time again. My bar is real low. So low. <laughs> um my bar's not that high either, honestly. You know what we 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 had a lot of fun doing um cooking, like and it was horrible dishes, but um, <laughs> it was not very. Look, clearly y'all didn't follow directions. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, they, um, um, and so like that thing, like you know, I want to keep that thing to the point where they want, and I don't know why they want to do this because I'm a horrible cook, and they're twelve and six, so you you can imagine how this is not turning out well. But they want to do a, a daddy daughter's cooking show for YouTube, and I'm like. Okay, you know, I didn't, I didn't order like you know, those little round lights and you know what I mean, like lights. You know, it's just that thing, like you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what my daughters want to do. We'll do it. But yeah, right. it, it. I'm gonna need somebody just, to read directions though. I'm gonna need somebody to read. I mean, you know, well, my 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 oldest daughter, she's responsible for getting the recipes <laughs> off the internet. <laughs> I mean, it was you gotta be responsible more for just eating. You can't just be like, okay, I got the eating part. Like, no, you no, gonna have I to mean, I, I'm, I'm not gonna let them burn down my house. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, but yeah, no, we're gonna do a, uh, we're gonna do more cooking. I, I, like, we've done it probably about five or six times, and it was always fun, and no one ever, and we always end up ordering some food because uh, it was never edible. To the like, so what dish is, you know, you guys have perfected? None. None. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. You know what we perfected? The pre-cut baked cookies where you just, <laughs> just take them out the little thing. Oh, y'all got that down pat. Yeah. I know how to put that on that sheet like nobody. Yeah. Business. Two inches, two inches. That ain't spaced enough. Right. right. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Everything else was a disaster. Lord have mercy. That works. That works. Yeah. I think um I I, I barring that ain't that high for me either, but road trips. Yeah. I mean that that is that is me and the kiddos thing. Road trips. He he loves them. I enjoy them. Mm. I look forward to him getting to a point where he could drive. Um, and yet at the same time, I don't. Well, I don't even know why I said that. I don't look forward to him getting to a point of being able to drive because insurance. But he'll be on his mobile <laughs> insurance, so I ain't worried about it then. Um, but no, like that 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 is that is our thing. You know, actually, probably um, plan out, figure out some trips, uh, some things to do, some places to go. Um, and just jump in the car and go. And again, that that, that quality time, man. That quality time. Break, break Siobhan. Come to Chicago. We can all hang out and kick it whenever outside open up. Uh, that'll uh, work. Uh, that'll uh. Work. But I'm fine. I'm not. I did that drive one time. I, when I tell you I'm not doing that again because those mountains in Pittsburgh send me. Nope. Well, I crashed in the daytime. The mountains are not that bad. I was asleep. 10 o'clock in the morning. Sir, this is the cliff. This is the car. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Yes, it is. No, I don't know. Look, I was 200 feet away from where the guardrail stopped, and I just been on the glory. Fell asleep. 10 o'clock in the morning driving. Let me tell you something. I woke my daddy up. I said, Sir, daddy, get up. Uh uh-uh. uh. Get up. Get up. It's your turn. It's your turn. I know you just did the first four hours, but no, sir. I can't do these mountains. California, no. California no. coastline riding down highway, down highway one. 
and like literally Lee Shaw had a guardrail. We don't even get that. It's just it's just gravel and cliff and an ocean. That's it. See, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the way the way my panic is set up. No. <laughs> my, the way my panic is set up. No, because all I can see myself is going over. No, I, I yeah. I mean, if we, I mean, look, we drove to Detroit. It's only like what another. From Congratulations! Work. I'll meet you there in two hours. Four hours. Exactly. That's a, hey, look, that hey, that that's a that's a you already coming from the East Coast. Dad, that can you get four? me from the airport? Midway. I won't even do all here. You, you got me from the airport, Dave. Indeed, I got you. I, I, got I will you. meet you there. Wow. <laughs> I will already be there. That's fine. That's See? fine. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. A, I'm not doing no road trips either. Can't do it. What? This is. I have a four to five hour limit. And then we gotta fly. That's it. Detroit and maybe an hour past. Other than that, mm-mm. I mean, like I said, I, I said that this time. on the show before. The thing, the problem is, is that especially if you live in Chicago and if you go like down south, it takes you eight hours just to get out of Illinois by itself. So by that time, you're so irritated. You're just like. And it's the boring, it's a very boring state. It is so boring. It's like, no, see, all it is is rock. Windmills and cornfields. It is. And then don't try to go through Cairo because you can't speed. Because they love giving you speed. Do you have to actually do 35? Excuse me? No. Mm-mm. I'm not doing it. We got nope. the same thing in California. You know, the windmills, the the the, the farms, that Lord, Look, Lord knows they need water. California, <laughs> at any point, is more scenic than Midwest. Yeah. I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm, and I've traveled enough in the Midwest to say the most scenic state is Michigan, going through it. You got a, you got a, a, a pretty decent city every 20, 30 miles, so you're getting people and population. Everywhere else, flat and it's boring and better time to hawk just be on nothing. You. Right. Nothing. The hawk just be swimming around your car. Get the shake let's in the car. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Nah. Let's, let's See? I'm not I'm not coming I'm not coming up there during the winter season. No. Chicago's when to build character. As long as it's no. as long as it's above twenty, you good. Hell no. Nah. I'm good. <laughs> hey, look, you be out clubs be begging, you be juking. <laughs> Look, and I'll be in the house like, cold. You know, cold. we chill outside in 20 degrees, like, oh, you yeah. know, we stay yeah. outside. It ain't, that ain't nothing. <laughs> Just make sure your socks pulled up, that's and all. I spent the weekend in Staten Island once during the winter, and Lord knows, yeah, like, I, it was, I had a, I had three blankets, sweats, t-shirt, and a hoodie, and was still cold in that motherfucker. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing. It. I refuse. So yeah, y'all, y'all could, y'all could have that. Like, look, Kevin did a video once, literally just standing by his back door, and the wind was whipping like a hawk, and he was just like, that yeah. hawk was like, hey fam, let me in. It's cold out here. <laughs> not doing that. You can have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Chicago. That wouldn't hit you. Be like, yeah. Especially that's the difference between. That's the between uh, Detroit and Chicago. That's yeah. the difference. Is like, you know, Detroit get cold, and it get you know a little bit more snow. That hawk here, <laughs> it is baby. You, you like your okay, socks up. You gotta brace you gotta yourself. You're like, your okay. mask. <laughs> yeah. You no, just say okay, one, two, and three. Anytime you gotta walk backwards, just yeah. that wind be hurting your face. You walk. It, backwards. it make you cry. It'll make you cry like your face feel like it's about to crack. You got yeah. It. It's not pretty. 
That's yeah. all you know. That's but it builds character. It builds. Indeed, it builds my character is built. Okay, my character is built. I I don't need any more additions. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I'm good. Yeah, builds character, man. That's that's the adult whooping. I've been married. I've 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 I'm father to child. Like I've started a business. I mean, what else, what other bit of character? I've graduated school. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, now you need to, now you need to go on and do a Chicago winner, yeah. baby. Why? Uh, just compromise. Just fly here. And you know that way. Well, he likes can... road trips. I, I like road trips. Hey, hey, look, he ain't came around '94 with the lake effect when his his white knuckle white out. He that's different. That's a different road trip. So that's the reason I don't drive. That's a white out. From Christmas to February, I don't go to Detroit because my trips turn from four to eight hours. In that, and I'm like my knuckles white, and I'm sweating. I'm like physically tired. From like hugging a road, it's like four 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 uh, lanes, but we we all riding two grooves on the road. It's like you're I'm not good. trying to make no new grooves. I'm not no. trying to make no new grooves. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And besides, good. when I lived in Philly, I you know leaving Philly when I left Philly to move to Arizona and hit the freeway and was just misjudged. Black ice did a full three sixty spin, came out of it. I was just like, okay. I got carrots. Belly. Good. No. Mm-mm. Oh no. Spin <laughs> out. Hell no. No. That's belly. That's okay. So we are getting to our times. Any alibis? Last thoughts, guys? No, I think. Um, no, I think. I thought it was a very great conversation. Um, very insightful. Um, love to hear the perspective of other. Um, men who have children who's also entrepreneurs who and have entrepreneurial aspirations. Yeah, I, I thought it was very insightful. I, I'm, I'm glad I agreed to it. I mean, but you, it, it's you, Vaughn, so I'll, you know, I'll... Like you I'll, had a choice. Right, right, exactly. What was I going to say? No, I'm not doing it. Um, mm, like, oh. but, um, no, I, I, thought, I thought it was very, very, you know, very, very good, very insightful. Um, I think for me, um, it's always good to to be able to chop it up, especially as a dad uh, with other dads. You know, I was talking to Fleming the other day. We had a pretty good conversation, just sharing some some similar experiences, or whatever. And I think that it's important to have those kind of conversations. Either have a a channel to listen to other people talk about it, or just have your own network of people. Um, because sometimes you just need to hear from other people. You're not crazy. And what you're going through is normal. You just need to hear that from somebody else. So it keeps you sane. Um, so yeah, find your circle, tap into them, listen, listen more than you, you know, you you talk, uh, be their shoulders like you need them to be yours. But then, you know, like I said earlier, find the opportunity to to uh, reclaim your time and you know re- reduce people's access to you so you can spend more time with your family. Um, build those memories, burn up some food, make something nasty, walk around the block or make sure, you know, my daughter's wearing a little princess outfit and I take pictures like I have my duty. You know, that's that's the stuff they'll remember, you know, when they, when they get older. So find that and just milk it. Absolutely. Fleming? <laughs> um, you know, I, I this is... I love this. This, this whole just atmosphere. Um... This is encouraging. I thank both you, both of you, for for joining the conversation, Kevin. Definitely, I know I was last minute 
but I appreciate it. <laughs> you know? Make time. Right, exactly. 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 You know, this 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 conversations like this is exactly why it is that we have this podcast, period. To offer that that, that insight, to offer that network, to offer that that connectivity in that circle. And so thank you. Um to both of you and to anybody listening and you know, building your own circle or making it a point to be be a part of this one. It's all great. Thank you for listening to our show. Make sure you visit our website at fathershould.org. Follow us at Fathershould Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Fathershould underscore PC on Twitter. 